Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ernest Thoughts Is that Okay it's playing on him phone Alright so Ernest Thoughts Raw emotion Real thoughts from the most honest podcast host That there is Period Poo <laughs> Alright so obviously I haven't figured out uh, uh, You know An uh, uh, intro yet but you know it's gonna be something to that nature if you're listening to this right now you're like what 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 happened to the you know when when did i subscribe to the earnest thoughts podcast um you subscribe to the earnest thoughts podcast when you subscribe to the let's talk about it podcast that is a podcast that it's pretty much this podcast but just renamed because i just thought it was time now if you've been subscribed long enough or at least listening long enough, you know that I mentioned in the past that this this podcast's name is subject subjected to change. And as I'm going to do so because uh, there, there's just far too many other podcasts with similar names or the exact same name. Um, I know at one point I changed it to the Let's Talk About It podcast with Ernest, but even then... It's it, it, it still to me it got lost in the the names of the other podcasts with the same name. Let's talk about a podcast with this person. Let's talk about a podcast with that person. Let's talk about the podcast. Let's talk about it. This. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Mm, you know. Let's, you know. There's a there's a lot of po- wherever you listen to this podcast right now. I dare you. You know this is the one homework I'm gonna ask y'all to do is to type in let's talk about it and see just type in the either type in let's talk about it or let's talk about it podcast and have a bunch of names showed up um you're gonna find that there's a lot of people who have this as their podcast um name or very similar um and I didn't want to get lost in the sauce with them. I want to obviously not only stand out from them, but I don't want to have the same name as them. So if people are searching them up, that they aren't getting confused with somebody else for some reason. Now, other people have their names. So if I were to say my name is Ernest, obviously, and somebody else has the name Taylor or, you know, whoever, um... You shouldn't be confusing Ernest with Taylor or Tay, right? Um, or Ernest with Eric or Ernest with Tom or whoever, right? Um, but still, you know how people are. So I just figured, you know what? Ernest Thoughts. I made sure I looked that up, that name up, uh, Ernest Thoughts Podcast. And nope, it's just, you know, people have the name Thoughts in their podcast, but... It wasn't like David's thoughts or so-and-so's thoughts. It was like, these are my thoughts podcast or, you know, 
something with thoughts or thoughtful, whatever. So I'm pretty clear. And then there's obviously, you know, other people with the great name of Ernest and they make podcasts as well, but nothing that was this name. I created the name, created the logo myself. So I feel great about this somewhat rebrand of this podcast. Um, and I say somewhat rebrand because it's, it's, um, I, I am, it's just a name change and a logo change as well. But for some reason, and I don't know how to articulate this yet, but I kind of want to do something else with this podcast. Now I'm recording the episodes on video for patrons out there. Um, I do interviews with people and stuff, and I have them be guests on the show. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'll figure it out, but something inside of me, um, and all the creators out there, those who are very creative people, y'all, y- y'all can probably attest to this feeling of feeling like there's just something else you want to do, um, whether it be something totally different from whatever field you're in or something very specific of of something that you're working on and something that you're doing and you can't necessarily like explain what that is uh, but you just have a feeling that you want more and it could simply just be me wanting more out of this podcast more exposure and things that could be it and uh because i know that is true um but i feel as though it's it has more to do with uh, something else that I want to do on this podcast rather than um, just gaining more views, you know? Um, because, I mean, I, I'm getting more views than before. Uh, it's a slow grind, um, and I'm enjoying the grind. Um, but, you know, it, it, I think it's more than that. You know, long story short, I think it's more than that. I don't want to dwell too much about it because I do have topics to talk about. Um, or at least people, let me put it that way, people to talk about. Uh, is this still recording? Good. Anyways, yes, I have people to talk about, not necessarily topics. So I'm going into my notes right now. Where the hell is the... Okay, there they go. All right. Um, first person I want to talk about, Charlemagne the God. Now... I'm just going to come out right out and say I don't mess with Charlemagne anymore. Um, In fact, I stopped messing with him a long, long time ago when that uh, when basically his history of him being a rapist, sexual assault, ter, sexual abuser came out. Um, And that was when I stopped messing with him. And on top of just me seeing right through him. Reason why I'm talking about him again is not because of another rape allegation or whatever, uh, because I think all of the allegations with him at least are done, or at least he's paying people not to come out, or at least paying, uh, uh, you know, internet outlets or whatever publishers not to publish these stories because he's got money like that now. Um, but it's about him and his stance on ownership and him publicly coming out to berate Joe Budden. Uh, a man who is going through it right now with Spotify um, because 
of his exclusive deal with the Joe Budden podcast and Spotify and their relationship not being as great as it once was, or at least seemed on um, on the surface. So Charlemagne, I won't go over too much of what he's saying to Joe or what he said to Joe. But Charlemagne's on this kick. Mr. Pro-Black himself, Mr. Black Ownership himself, is on this kick of telling Joe Budden, a black man, that he needs, he does, he's a bad businessman because Joe Budden is somebody who is, I won't say has hopped from business to business, but a lot of what he has going on um, or had going on business-wise doesn't seem to uh, last very long or last as long as one would expect it to last. And a lot of that has to do with the the ins and outs of the business and Joe Budden not being satisfied with whatever uh, piece of the pie or whatever crumb he's getting. Um, a lot of it has to do with him feeling like he hasn't been He's not being paid what he is owed, basically. Um, I'm all for people any in any any in industry saying I I deserve this much. I will show you the proof that so that that uh, shows that I deserve this much. And if you do not pay me what you owe me, I'm out. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Charlemagne the God. Whether you're somebody who will bend the knee to these businesses who screw you over, or you're somebody who claims that you are, you're, you will only do work um, for somebody else um, if they pay you what you feel as though you are worth. And I won't say because just because I don't mess with Charlemagne the God right now because I think he's just a lying, uh, faux black hypocrite. Um, on top of him being a rapist, and I'm just taking off my socks because I'm hot. That's right. You're getting this raw material over here. Still the raw material over here. Anyways, um, that was for the patrons out there. For those listening to on the podcast, you, I mean non non patrons, you didn't see that. Anyways, outside of him being a faux black and a rapist, Charlemagne is still worth a lot. I still see the allure in Charlemagne, the God. Granted, um, the whole shock jockey thing and and all this other stuff, it it, it got old real fast. Um, Him being the dude that was, you know, the prince of getting other people's skin, that got old real fast. You know, um, it died out literally and it wasn't even just him. It was all of the breakfast club, but I feel as though it died out when Birdman had that little, uh, spat, you know, (laughs) his moment on the breakfast club. After that, it just seemed as though like, okay, you know, it seems as though the show kept trying to reach for moments like that, even before then too, but it seemed as though they were trying to reach for moments like that. Just to gain some type of viral, um, um, you know, viral internet breaking outcome, and it just it just got tired. It just got old real fast, and 
that was a big part of why I stopped watching The Breakfast Club. That and it was just interviewing people I did not care to listen to at all. You know, when I listen to these interviews now, whether it be from The Breakfast Club or anybody else, I want to listen to people where I feel as though I can learn from, or at least if I can learn something about them that is inspiring, at least the interesting, the least. Um, then I will tune into said interview, no matter what it is. But <clears throat> I'm not just gonna tune into some some something because of someone's high name or whatever. The interview is boring. It's boring, you know. Um, but not to get sideswiping everything. Um, Sean, I, I understand if Charlemagne were to take the same route as Joe, but it seems as though he takes every single opportunity to jump on Joe Budden. And Charlemagne, he's not only a faux black, but he, it seems as though he's a fake friend as well. A faux friend. Um, because this is a guy who has repeatedly talked about how much uh, he respects Joe and how they're friends, but he's very critical. And I'm not saying you can't be critical of your friends. If anybody's critical of their friends, it's me. You know what I'm saying? I would love for them to be just as critical um, to me as I am about them. They just don't know how to because they fucking stupid. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, there's nothing wrong with being critical to your friends. But you can tell when it's straight up hating or somebody actually being critical because they're actually trying to help you out. It's it's a critique in a sense of where I'm t- helping you out with this advice. Or with my opinion on this situation. I'm trying to help you all. I'm not saying this out of malice. Charlemagne says it out of malice. Charlemagne, this, again, faux black, is going around telling Joe Budden, a black man, uh, Joe Budden, a man who is preaching about starting his own podcasting network, starting uh, for, for, for rappers and for uh, just black creators, content creators for us to unionize, to start our own networks, to do all this and that. Charlemagne, the faux black god, who claims he has his own network, which he doesn't. His 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 network, his podcasting network is owned by iHeartRadio people. Charlemagne owns approximately 50% or less of said uh network that's it and i know he and all the other people say at least that's some 50 only 50 percent of it is less than owning none of it listen i don't i'm not one of these people i got plans i got plans niggas but no i got plans and i'm not gonna divulge too much now but a friend of mine a lovely friend of mine shout out to uh, the queen, Ariana, she let me know about this app or just this business in general um, that allows people to start their own network, you know, amongst other things as well. So all I'm going to say right now, people, I'm putting it out there in the universe, but I'm also one of those people that's like, I don't want to speak things too soon. I'm in that weird spot where it's like, I want to talk about it so bad, but then I don't want to expound too much. But, Charlemagne, and Charlemagne uh, fans that's going to look at me and say, well, at least he owns 50% of his network. How about you? You don't own nothing. 
Don't believe me, just watch. That's all I'm going to say. Sit back and watch. And I dare Charlemagne or anybody else for that matter, black or not, try to tell me that I'm a bad business person because just like Joe Budden, I don't settle for less. I'm not going to bend the knee to anybody and say, well, you know, I I, I will do what you say and I will uh, la 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 la. No. Now, Spotify, apparently Spotify was going to give Joe Budden um, and, you know, Rory and Maul and just the Joe Budden podcast. They were willing to give them the money that they were asking for. But that meant that they would have to give up their rights to all this other stuff, ownership of the show, this, that, and the third. Joe Budden and the rest of the fellas, being the smart men that they are, said, fuck that. We're not going to simply just be a slave of the money. And that's the thing with Charlemagne. That's what turned me off when I first noticed about him, other than the raping and the overall just phoniness. Charlemagne has proven over time and time again that he is a slave to the money. Mr. Faux Black himself is a slave to money. And he has zero problems telling black people they shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z. Even if though that thing that they're doing is actually the more pro-black thing that Charlemagne has ever done. Charlemagne can get on, oh, I support black businesses. I support, there's a black sh- uh, sneaker brand that I like, uh, Negast. Uh, um, y'all check them out. That's N-E-G-A-S-T, Negast. Charlemagne endorses them from time to time. You know, he shouts them out. That's not his endorsement didn't expose me to them. I knew I was me being me. I look up this stuff all the time. Black own this, black own that, black own all this other stuff, right? Things that I want to, uh, you know, wear, things that I want to put in my body, th- all this other stuff, right? Put on my body, black own whatever, right? Um, so I was looking up black owned clothing brand and sneaker brands, especially me being the, uh, casual sneaker head that I am and um I checked out Nagast and man they 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 got some great stuff but then this was I didn't even know they had that Charlemagne uh backing until last year and I've been uh messing with Nagast since 2018 or so I want to say that so about two years either or he can get on his soapbox he being Charlemagne can get on the soapbox about how he's Mr. Pro Black and how he and he when Jay Z talks about black ownership, that's when Charlemagne's about it. But when Joe Budden talks about black ownership, it's well, you're a bad businessman, and it has nothing to do with Spotify being racist and and, and them not valuing you. You're just a bad businessman, and you 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 need to buck dance for Massa and all them, and you need to bend the knee. But when Jay Z talks about it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. We should listen to Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Like people like that, you can't trust them. You can't trust people like that who are dick riding one person for saying a message. And when somebody else who they think is less of a value than the person that they're dick riding says that same exact message, then that person speaking is wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. The message is wrong. So is it the message that you care about or is it the person that you're dick riding that you care about? Because with Charlemagne, it's 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 the dick riding. You can tell right now. 
you know? And this has nothing to do with the... <laughs> Let me not. But nah. It's the dick riding with him. So you top that... Uh, you, you top the dick riding with the, the rape, the sexual assault, whatever the hell you want to call it. Still, still, still bad taste, you know? So rape, sexual assault, dick riding, faux blackness... And him being just a phony individual in general. Yeah, I don't know what that says, what that tells y'all, what kind of feeling that gives y'all, in y'all stomach, in y'all body, y'all soul. But I don't really, I, I can't ride with someone like that. I'm sorry. I can't ride with somebody who has these traits, traits, and I see right through it. Now, as far as with Joe Budden and all that, um, I don't listen to the Joe Budden podcast anymore. I just stopped listening to it because I just feel as though they, again, just for the same reasons, I stopped listening to The Breakfast Club. Um, I wasn't getting the substance that I once uh, was getting from it. Um, and I just didn't, you know, really care about the content they were talking about. Now, I did hear from somebody, a trusted voice. Uh, he was saying um, that they're going back to the more mature content or just talking about, um, you know, age-appropriate content and maybe, depending on their takes, um, I, I might go back to listening to the Joe Budden podcast. But whether I listen to the podcast or not, I support his move. I support the moves of the fellas in general. I support what they want to do, what they stand for. Um, and if he wants to start his own podcast and network, of course, I'm going to be in support of that. You know, I'm supportive black folks actually getting into these industries and not going half on this situation or being the black face, because that's the thing about Charlemagne, too. He loves being the black face to these white organizations. He loves that. He basks in, in the money that they pay him to be their black face. So it don't matter how many times he, he preaches black ownership, black this, black that, and all this other stuff. Because when he sees uh, a black person preaching that, that he respects because he wants to dick ride them. And the more he compliments them, uh, the better his chances are at doing business with them, such as a Jay-Z, such as anybody else. Because again, it was like he he was going at Dame Dash. And Dame Dash is, uh, it, it seems as though a lot of the people that was getting at Dame Dash. Now granted, a lot of people were getting on him because of his delivery. But are you really that serious that you, you're, you're claiming a man's delivery turned you off about everything that he was saying? Everything that he was saying, it was the delivery. That was, if the if the delivery that Dame Dash, Dick Gregory, and a lot of other brothers who deliver these very poignant messages in a heavy, raw way, whether it's me or anybody else, or the fellas that I name, if our delivery really turned you away, the message wasn't really what you cared about anyways. You don't really care about what we're saying. 
because if you really cared about the message, sure, you don't have to like our delivery. I'm not saying you don't have to. I'm not saying you have to like it. You don't have to. You didn't have to like the way uh, Dick Gregory would speak. You know, you didn't have. You don't have to like the way Dame Dash speaks. You don't have to like the way that I speak. But if the things that we are saying resonate with you, or if you agree with them, why are you then focusing on the our delivery? And less on the message. If the delivery really stopped you from achieving the things. Or at least thinking about whatever we were talking about. Were you really that invested in whatever that thing is. That message is. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt you were even invested in it in general. So... Don't come at me. Don't come at Dame. Don't come at Dick Gregory. Don't come at anybody for that matter. For our delivery. When you don't even really care about the message. You just want an excuse as to why you don't want to achieve these things. And that's a stain the black community does all the time. We always come up with reasons why something can't be done. When a Joe Budden says we should do this. When an Ernest says we should do this. When a Dame Dash says we should do this. X, Y, and Z. It's, it can't be done because X, Y, and Z. Jay-Z says it. You latch on to it because it's Jay-Z. You can't go against Jay-Z. But do you actually enact what Jay-Z is talking about? No, you don't. So this whole idol worshiping got to stop within the community. I know this is a tangent different from the topic at hand. I'm pretty much done with what I got to say. Um, Charlemagne, shut the hell up. You know, um, something he used to say all the time, just shut the F up forever. You know, I think he probably still says, that. I don't know, but he used to tell people all the time, Charlemagne, follow your own advice. Shut the F up forever. Because all you are is a the black face to these white businesses, especially iHeart. And when they don't, when they get their black audience or they don't get the black audience that they were looking for, they dump you. Like MTV did. Twice. Alright. Charlemagne. Just because you're not. You're too afraid to start something of your own. Um, doesn't mean that. You have every right to go around telling Joe Budden. And telling anybody else that they shouldn't. And giving off that message. Because. Sadly. Black people do listen to Charlemagne and they take his word as gospel. And if you're preaching this coon ass, yes, this coon ass, anti-black, faux black, just do what Massa says and Massa gives you what you want, shit. If you're preaching that, how dare you call yourself a pro-black? Are you telling the people of Nagast, the designers... Well, y'all, y'all should just work with Nike and, and all these other brands because at least they'll give you a job. Don't start your own sneaker brand. No, you use them to, to, to say, hey, I am pro-black. Look at this, this black-owned business that I support. I do support black businesses. I buy my sneakers from this brand. Come on now. I'm not, I'm not buying the act. Everybody else, you can fool everybody else with that. You ain't fooling me. Alright, that's all I gotta say about that situation. Y'all let me know what you think about that. 
going to take a pause for the cause, and then we'll get into the next person or next topic I got to talk about. Stay tuned. All right, so I know I was going to talk about another person, and I will. I'm going to talk about Bill Maher and his dumbass comments. Um, but I am going to talk about this important situation. I should have let off the episode with this. Um, you know, I might do some switch of rule magic. No, actually, nah. I'll keep this as the second topic. Now, this happens. This talks about. Let me read the title. Rape and killing of Dalit woman in India sparks mass outrage. Now, for the Indian listeners out there, if you are uh, in India listening, I, I checked the analytics. It's about 1%. <laughs> That's like less than 1% of my uh, base. You know, most, the majority of the people that listen to this podcast are in the US or in Canada or the UK. Um, but Either or, whether you are an Indian American um, of Indian descent, no Indian people, or you happen to be in India, listen to this. I think that this is a very important story, a very important situation to talk about. Now, I promised my boy I was going to talk about this. Um, he introduced this topic to me um, because he saw he, he's outraged about it. And he was looking into the outrage other people had. Um, it was a woman, and I, I didn't, I don't remember her name, uh, but she was talking about how she would, this Indian woman, um, during one of the news reports out there, and she was saying how she wanted the Indian celebrities who are in America, um, who are quick to, you know, jump on the Black Lives Matter. Uh, campaign or just jump scream Black Lives Matter uh, when Breonna Taylor's uh, murderers were, were got off when the situation of her death happened George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery uh, Elijah McClain just the numerous names you know um, they, are, they were quick to in a way protest in quotation marks um against that police brutality and racism, but they're silent about this situation. Um, it seems as though it is, uh, and when I was looking up the history of India and just the rapes there, um, India has an ugly ass history of, of sexual assault and rape. Now, obviously this is my first time speaking on it because it was brought to my attention um, the, uh, as of in a news story. And I will read details in, uh, about it. But India's history with rape and sexual assault of women um, is not something new to me. You know, I've mentioned before when I first started doing this podcast, uh, when it was the Let's Talk About It podcast, so I first started doing it, not on Anchor, but when I was exclusively on SoundCloud, when I first was doing podcasts ever, um, I was dating an Indian woman at the time. And um, we talked about cultural differences and, you know, the goods and bads and things of that nature. And 
her and her sister um, and their friends would often tell me stories or they would share stories and I would be listening or they'll tell me stories as well but they would often share stories about um, the rape culture out in, in India and you know, people say things like, oh, uh, what if, you know, the, the, the girl, she shouldn't have been dressed this way. She shouldn't have been this, that, and the third. Um, in India, it has very, very little, and rape in general has very little to do with how the woman is dressed or how the victim is dressed. Um, I say women because that's what people say when women are raped. You know, what if you shouldn't have been dressed that way. You shouldn't have been all this other stuff, right? Um, but... In India, it seems as though, and I I don't want to make it seem I'm generalizing, but it seems as though there's a real, real um, power dynamic between men and women, and men feeling like they have ownership of women um, over there. Um, again, my ex-girlfriend she her sister her mom their father was the only um male in the house and he was the authority figure now that's the case with you know other religions and other countries and other you know places all over the world including here in the united states where uh the male whether he's the only male in the house or not he is typically the authority figure my household was different I had, I grew up with two parents but my mom was the only woman in the house and she was the authority figure you know um, so every household is different I know but if we're going based off of you know historical um, in, pre- in present day uh, households you're probably still going to see households where the male is the figure right and a lot of that can come with um, that can come with a lot of toxic masculinity and this idea of a man not only being worth more uh, than the woman um, whether that woman be the wife or the daughters or you know any woman in general but that man having more power over said woman um, and I'm not talking physical power. I'm talking in the sense of power uh, uh, and, and, and control in society and just in general, you know? Um, India, a lot of the Indian cultures or whatever have that mindset that the man is, is in charge. You know, he is in charge of everything. And... Um, that that type of power um, gets to the wrong man's heads, you know, and it creates these monsters who go around doing heinous shit. Like what I'm about to read to y'all, what happened to this woman in this um, um, in this in this neighborhood um, or this. Uh, you know, in India, basically. So it says um, the attack of the 19-year-old is the latest gruesome.
case of sexual violence against women to rile India, where reports of rape are hauntingly familiar. Um, before even clicking on this um, link, this article link, um, I was looking up the history of it, and it was something that went down in 1991 and 1997. A mass raping of women. Y'all can check that history out yourself, but that last line, as, as it states before, um, let me read it again the latest gruesome case of sexual violence against women to rout India where reports of rape are hauntingly familiar those words right there d- d- describe the, the shit that goes down and again this isn't on some xenophobic shit this isn't on some um let's not let's not uh allow Indian immigrants to come to you to to the United States because if we let them in, especially men, they're gonna come out over here and start raping women and, and all that stuff. But if I could talk about the ugly in the United States and other people from other nations could talk about the ugly in the United States, y'all should be able to take the ugly coming from an American about your country. India has a horrible history a hauntingly familiar history with rape. Let's keep it a buck. And the people going to say, how about the United States? You don't, you don't listen to this podcast if you don't think I'm, I don't call out the rapes that happened in the United States. I was just talking about the situations that would go down at Fort Hood a couple weeks ago. The sexual assault uh, situations that went on back there, all the other army bases in the U.S. are just rape in general. I was just condemning a racist in the last segment. And a, a racist, a rapist who works for a racist happily because he's given he's getting money from them. But I was just condemning him in the last segment. So for anybody trying to fix their lips up, who probably fast forward to this segment and didn't listen to the last segment, I was just talking about a rapist and condemning him. That's part of the reason why I don't mess with him. So, can't call me out. I I call rapists out whether they're American or Indian or anybody else. What about you? Anyways, I'm going to continue reading. The victim who belonged to the Dalit community was raped by four men on September 14th in a heartland state of Uttar Pardesh, Hathras district. The woman's family told local media that they found her naked, bleeding, and paralyzed with a split tongue and a broken spine in a field outside of their home. Sick bastards. She she died two weeks later on Tuesday after battling serious injuries in a hospital in New Delhi. Police said the four men all from an upper upper caste which basically is the higher um, is the richer families basically the upper caste have been arrested Atar Pardesh's family Atar Pardesh's chief minister Yogi Yogi A I'm going to put it that way 
I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, um, on Wednesday ordered a special investigation team to handle the case, said it will be tried in a fast track court. In New Delhi, police detained several families, several female activists after they tried to march in the street shouting slogans against A, A being the chief, and Prime Minister Modi. I'm going to stop reading there. Um, so the guys are arrested. As as we learned, they are richer. They're they're from the upper caste, so they're rich. Um, and just like rich white guys here in America, rich Indian guys feel entitled to everything, everything including a woman's body or women in general. I don't know the schematics of this story. I don't want to know the schematics of this story. The simple fact of the matter is, you heard what these dudes did to that woman. They literally broke her. Figuratively and literally broke this woman. To the point to where she was paralyzed and died. Because she was so broken. They literally broke this woman. Raped her and broke this woman. And and I can't speak on it because America has its own issues. I can't speak on it because you're black. You should be worrying about what the cops are doing in America and all this other stuff. With that logic, how come you're not just like the woman I was telling you about who did the news report? Or who was on the news? The the Indian actors and actresses, Priyanka, and all the Mindy Kaling, they scream Black Lives Matter all the time. How come they're not talking about this? They don't have to worry about the issues I gotta worry about as a black man here in America. Sure, are they minorities? Sure, are they gonna be dealt with racism? Yeah. But these are Indian women who could have easily been this woman had they stayed in India and met these fucking uh, creeps or all these other toxic ass dudes out there in India. This could have been them. If I'm an Indian woman, I will feel inclined to speak on this, whether I'm an Indian woman in India or in in the United States, in the UK, in Canada, Australia, anywhere in Malaysia, anywhere else you can find Indian women or women of Indian descent. Now, I'm not saying that you can't focus on both. I'm not saying that you can't focus on Black Lives Mattering and Indian Lives Mattering or Indian Women Lives Mattering, but... I think what that woman, once again, that was furious on the news report, she has a point. I think anybody else in India who is making that point, they have a point. And I'm not going to look at them and say they're anti-black. Now, is there anti-blackness in the Indian community? Yes, I would know. As someone who dated an Indian woman, I would know. 
they're not the only non-black ethnic community with anti-blackness. So I can I can share you stories about the Latinx community with heavy anti-blackness. Not going to do so in this episode, but probably in a future episode. But these women aren't being anti-black by doing this. By saying we want Indian women, the Indian actors in America to speak up uh, about this. Because y'all can speak up about issues um, that don't necessarily uh, affect you. Affect your loved ones because, well, the women that I name, they're they're dating white guys. And I'm not saying if you're dating a white guy, you can't scream Black Lives Matter. But again, and it seems as though people do this nowadays with supporting for whatever. They have to have a vested interest in it. Whether that vested interest in whatever they're supporting is because they're dating somebody. Like I know a lot of white guys who are dating black women who are of the Black Lives Matter movement and are, are crying about, um, you know, Breonna Taylor and stuff. And I'm not saying these dudes don't care. But I, I wonder at times and I wonder for the white women as well or whatever. I wonder, would y'all really care if you weren't fucking a black person? It sounds mean. It sounds bad. This, that, and the third. And you're probably going to be like, well, do you care about India? That was my ex-girlfriend from three years ago. I have no girlfriend now. I'm not dating anybody. And not to say that I'm the only person that can care about issues and everybody else cares about them because of a vested interest or whatever. Um, It's just a thought of mine. I'll just bring that up because it's a thought of mine. Um, But as far as... You know, the the community out in India, anybody who is Indian listening to this right now, who might want the support of famous Indian people, especially those in America, to speak on this issue or to speak on the issue. Because I think it's, I think what needs to be talked about, yeah, this issue for sure, but the issue of of, of rape in, in, in India. The issue of, 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 uh, men of toxic masculinity basically having uh, showing the worst outcomes in India. I think that obviously is the bigger discussion, not just a case by case basis, but this is yet just another example that happened to this young woman, unfor- unfortunately, because of the country she lives in. Um, and granted, the guys. All four of them were arrested. But I'm assuming, and again, I'm assuming, I don't know, but I'm assuming because they're of the upper caste or the upper class, that's when you think, uh, when you hear upper caste, think upper class. When you think lower class, think lower caste, think lower class, okay? That's what I'm going to say. But I just like how upper class people in America, especially white upper class white people, can get away with things in the judicial system here because of their social status, because of connections. I won't be surprised if that is the same case in India. Different name, different people, but the same things can happen. You know? 
And just like um, with um, there's colorism within the black community or just other communities in general in America, there's a big, big problem with colorism in the India, Indian community as well. That's something I learned from. And it wasn't even just the ad's girlfriend I'm talking about. I'm talking about like Indian people I've talked to, Indian friends I've had um, and just classmates in general and things of that nature. When we talked about, you know, cultures and conversations you know if you've ever had a conversation with people from a different nationality or ethnicity um you're gonna find out that a a lot of what y'all are into or what a lot of the experiences y'all go through um are sadly the same and i say sadly the same because it'd be negative in um situations some positives in there but a lot of the negatives and sexism and colorism um homophobia as well these are just some of the same cultural um similarities that many ethnic groups have I'm not saying all I'm saying many but yeah this is a sad situation you know uh shout out to my guy Jasim once again for bringing this to my attention um you know, if you're listening to this, continue to bring this to my, if you've, if there's anything else that I, you want me to cover regarding this situation or anything else, and it doesn't even just have to be him, anybody for that matter, please let me know. Um, you know, if there's petitions that need to be signed or whatever, if I could spread the word about this, I would love to do so. And that's a big part of why I am, you know, again, with the plans of starting my own, uh, network because I want to put out the news that I feel is important to put out. Now I do that already, but obviously I'm on other people's, uh, you know, I'm under the anchor. I'm under all this other stuff and, and, you know, they're owned by Spotify. And if, if I were to say something and they don't like it, they can come down on me and this, this podcast, God forbid, knock on wood, you know, this thing could go Betty by because someone at the top didn't like something I said, you know, it happens. So, yeah, but I'm going to keep spreading the news. Um, I'm hoping this girl gets justice. I'm hoping the women out there and the men, especially because it's not up to the women. It's not up to the women. Women keep fighting for sure. But I've mentioned this before, and it's the same case within the United States. It's the same thing I'm going to say for in India. It's up to the men to stop this type of behavior. Not just the men in charge uh, in the judicial system, not just the male cops, you know, in charge of making sure these these uh, rapists are brought to justice or whatever, um, see their days in court and stuff. But it is up to the men in general. If you don't want this to happen to your sister, your mother, your daughters, your whoever, your friends, it don't even have to be about a woman that you are related to. Because I want to get that out the way too, that men should only care about women that they are related to. No, I have zero sisters and I feel for my Indian, my black, my Asian, my my Latinx, my white sisters. (laughs) Um, 
I feel for these women who are sexually assaulted and raped. Um, and again, I have no sisters. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm only thinking this way because I'm thinking about what if that was my sister? It, right is right and wrong is wrong. And what is happening to these women is wrong. And like I said, it's up to us men to... Because if we fight against it, if we stand up against it, um, we do something about it. We find out who these men are and we, 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 we set the example of why you should not be doing this stuff. I think that's when this stuff is going to stop. It's that... It's also this idea of ownership on women, um, owning women's bodies, um, not not giving them the autonomy that they deserve because they were born with said rights just like a man, you know. And if everybody is supposed to be born with these inalienable rights, why aren't women a part of that, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I get it. It's much more than men just stepping up and speaking out like I'm doing now. It's much more than men beating the shit out of rapists. There's an entire mindset that needs to change in order for all of this stuff to change as well. But that does not mean that men should stay silent and wait for this mindset shift to happen. We should do our part now. And the women should continue doing their fighting as well. But it's not their responsibility. Just like how ending racism is not black people's responsibility. It's up to those who benefit from said system, said mindset. To end the cycle, to stop the cycle. Because as long as you stay silent about it, about something that you're benefiting from, nothing is going to change. Because the people who are enacting these things aren't looking at the victims, obviously, and say, wow, we should stop doing it because they're, they're, they're upset and this is hurting them. But they likely will stop if the people who are benefiting from this mindset, this system, is saying we will not allow this to happen. going to be a civil war but a civil war that needs to be had um that's what i gotta say about that gonna take another break and then we'll continue on with the episode stay tuned all right we are back here to talk about your boy Bill Maher, he might be your boy. If he is your boy, uh, why? I, I just want to know why. The man is not funny at all. Um, and this is even before I knew he was a smug son of a bitch. I mean, you could tell he's a smug son of a bitch uh, prior to finding out he's a smug son of a bitch who believes he could say the N-word because he likes fucking black women. But, you know, he's a smug son of a bitch and he's not funny. You know, if he was a smug son of a bitch and he was funny, I'd be like, I, I, got, I wouldn't excuse the N-word, absolutely not. But I can look past it and actually watch him. But he's not even funny. On top of him just being a smug, ugly ass son of a bitch, he's not funny. He's smug as hell. And 
you know, this is just yet this this recent statement of his um, is yet another example of why I don't like that smug son of a bitch. Other than the fact that he's a white guy who says the N-word because he fucks black women and he thinks he can get away with that because the black woman he fucks lets him get away with it or the black women he's been fucking um, shout to Corinne Stebbins. They probably let him get away with it because he's a rich white asshole, you know? Anyways, Bill Maher is on my radar again because of the um, joke that he made about including Jill Stein, but it was about third party voters, basically. And he is on this aspect that just like how the other idiots are on an aspect that people who are voting third party are going to ruin the election. And if the Democrats lose, if Joe Biden loses the election, it's because of third party voters. You know, something I've talked about um, when when it happened with Hillary, um, something I've talked about numerous of times just that on this podcast and outside this podcast just that mindset that these morons have um, uh, about third-party voters and just have in general that it's a wasted vote is this, that, and the third. So he basically made the comment uh, that, um, again, dissing us third-party voters and saying that if the Democrats lose again, that uh, he was, I think he was speaking to somebody or whatever. I don't I heard the comment once and it's Bill Maher. So it's like, I'm not trying to repeat things he says or repeatedly listen to the man because I don't fuck with him. And um, he was probably, it sounded sounded like he was talking to somebody and he said, name your rape baby, Jill Stein, you know, something of that nature. Now, before I even get into the Jill Stein aspect and all the other stuff, let me, let, Democrats, let me holler at y'all for a second. So it's okay to joke about rape as long as you're a Democrat yourself? If you're voting for the, against Donald Trump, it's perfectly fine to, to joke about rape. You see, had this been any other situation, people probably wouldn't have said shit because it's Bill Maher and oh my God, he's the great... He's the great liberal comedian that we have. And he ain't... Fuck out of here. Y'all, y'all talk all about how you want comedy be, to be X, Y, and Z. Bill Maher does not fit that. And comedy has to be funny. He also doesn't fit that as well. We already went through that though. But you have zero problems with Bill Maher's brand of comedy. It could be very dirty very unfunny and very dirty just like that joke in any case in any other instances what, what why would that joke be fine if I were to make a joke like that would that be fine name your rape baby this so I'm basically wishing rape on a woman and then wishing that she gets pregnant by her rapist and then naming the baby after somebody who supposedly ruined the country or had a helping hand in ruining the country. 
Not because the candidate that was the Democratic candidate, whoever it was, was an absolutely terrible candidate. Not because the Democratic Party in general is, 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 is just a mess of a party right now, but because of this third party candidate and the voters. We supposedly raped this country. Or raping this country. Yeah, we're the ones raping the country. Not the Democrats and the Republicans, though. Okay. But in any in any case, when does a joke like that work? I'm, I'm, I'm seriously asking all the Dems out there. Because apart from the joke just being unfunny, once again, it's bad taste because you can't joke about rape, right? You can't make rape jokes. You can't make rape references in music. But Bill Maher, because he's voting Democrat, because he's this rich white asshole, it's perfectly fine. Let's look past it. Let's ignore that. Oh, he took a stab at Jill Stein. and Oh, another one. Yeah, that just... Anything to vilify your dumbass uh, reasoning that you make up in your head as to why your party is shit. Jill Stein ain't the reason why the Democratic Party is ain't shit. Third party voters ain't the reason. We went over this plenty of times. Bill Maher's smug bitch ass. He's obviously he he's gonna do well off whoever's in office. You know. He he he's not telling you to vote Bernie. Um, not Bernie. Hell, he probably wouldn't even support Bernie. But he's not he's not telling y'all to vote Biden because he's like our lives depended on it. He was a rich, smug asshole during the George Bush era. He was a rich, smug asshole during Obama era. He's a rich, smug asshole right now. And if four more years of Trump is a thing, if Trump is still alive by then, he will be a rich, smug asshole then. Because Bill Maher is a rich, smug asshole in general. Who has a very punchable face too, so... It's the best thing about him is his punchable face. But dudes like him, people like him, who will claim to be Democrats or say they're Democrats simply because they like to exploit the same people the Democratic Party exploits all the time. They like to think oh, they're not racist. They like, they like to think they're not all this other things. That they have the more morals and stuff, but yet you can write, you can joke about rape, but you have more morals than grabbing by the pussy. That's wrong, which is it is indeed wrong. But you joking about rape is fine because you joked about a, a political candidate that a lot of your mindless sheep followers don't like, anyways, and they blame her as to why Hillary lost in 2016 and not blame Hillary. Yeah, Bill Maher, fuck you. And and that's all there is to it. I don't like the smug asshole of any of y'all. There was this woman, this fine-ass sister, who had I had a crush on her. This was freshman year of college. Um, I played it cool, you know what I'm saying? I don't think she know about my crush on her, but man, find herself. She still find herself today, but 
fine as hell. But she was a fan of Bill Maher. And, uh... I, 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 I didn't... I, I, I didn't mention anything about him. I, you know, I took the high road. My, my version of taking a high road on things is not saying anything at all. But freshman year of college, this is 2010. And I hated Bill Maher then. Well, I'm going to say summer of 2010. You know what I'm saying? 2010, 2011. But summer 2010 nonetheless. Because I started, I, I didn't have a summer break actually. I started college like two weeks after high school graduation. So, yeah. Anyways, um, she she was a fan of him. I don't know if she still feels that way now. Um, but she was a fan of him. And I was just like, yikes, that ugly smug ass motherfucker. I bet you he says nigga because he's fucking a, bl- uh, a black woman. And then years later, it comes, he, he says it on his own show because he thinks he could get away with it. Now, he apologized and all this other stuff, but of course he did. Of course he did. I see right through him just like I see right through Charlemagne. I know the phony acts that they put on. I know when they do, when they are sincere. They've had sincere moments, both Charlemagne and 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 uh, the smug weasel. the The irony is they remind me of one another. You know, I think Charlemagne was white. He'd be like a little mini Bill Maher. You know, because they're both smug assholes. Um, they both think their word is bond. Um, they're I don't know if their fans worship them, but I feel as though they get the sense that they are worshipped by their fans. And that way, that's why they can get away with saying the things that they say and um, with no repercussion, no second thoughts of what if I'm going to hurt the feelings of the people in my audience? Now, the only difference is Bill Maher still has successfully has a show. Charlemagne fails to successfully has his own show. Talk show, I'm putting it that way. Um, yeah, I think he was trying to be Bill Maher, like the black Bill Maher. Um, and until he started talking that black ownership stuff and black this and black that, because the white people he was working for kept dumping him because they found out, uh, you know, you're not that good or, you know, we, we decided to go elsewhere. And then it was, it was, yeah, fuck Whitey. And then now it's back to, you're, you're a bad businessman or let's listen to Whitey because not all white people are bad. And I'm not saying all white people are bad. Not once have I ever said this on a podcast. I don't fuck with Bill Maher. He's white, but he doesn't constitute for all white men. He doesn't constitute for all white people. He doesn't constitute for all white men who date black women. You know? It's just... It's him. I don't fuck with him. I never liked him. You know? Um, and that's all there is to it. This this was just a perfect opportunity once again for me to... Because if I were to just come out and say, You know what, guys? Today we're going to talk about why I don't like Bill Maher. I gave y'all all the reasons, but just this... Just, bleh, this quote-unquote joke, once again, 
unfunny, distasteful joke, once again, that liberals let slide because a liberal said it and he talked about Jill Stein. But if you said that about, um, I was saying before, they would have let it slide if he said it about anyone. That's not true. If he said that about Michelle Obama, Clinton, uh, Kamala, then that's when they would get on his ass. And oh my God, he made a joke. He made a rape about joke. He so uh, about, uh, he made a j- rape about joke. He made a joke about rape. That's crazy. That's a tongue tie. That wasn't a joke. But um, he made a joke about rape and all that other stuff. Let's get him the fuck up out of here. But since it's about Jill Stein and y'all don't like Jill Stein, it's okay. What if he said it about Melania or Ivanka Trump or some other? Women that y'all don't fuck with because they don't align with the Democrats. Would it be okay? That's the message y'all giving off is that rape jokes are okay. Rape in general probably is okay to y'all because when Antifa out here raping motherfuckers, y'all sounded about that. Yeah. Yeah, more the par the 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 the, the uh, party about morals and ethics, right? The moralistic political power, right? We got one more topic to talk about, so uh, stay tuned. Last topic, we're going to talk about, <laughs> we're going to talk about Donald Trump's taxes. Now, I know this is this week that I'm, I'm recording this on Saturday. Friday, it was announced, the Friday before the Saturday I'm recording all this, it was announced that Donald Trump and Melania Trump have, are they have COVID-19. And it was also released later on that Friday that he and Melania will be sent to or are currently at a hospital, a military hospital to get treated for the coronavirus. I know you're like, what's your thoughts on that? This and that people got shit to say. I will talk about that, but not on this podcast I will talk about that during my live stream on Sunday on Twitch. Yes, I live stream on Twitch. Um, I try to do so every Sunday. Um, I live stream. I play video games. I rant about the games or talk about random stuff. Um, That's what I want to do. I live stream weekly, but I try to make it every Sunday as the set day. Um, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about my thoughts and my feelings about that. Um, on Sunday, the Twitch channel is twitch.tv forward slash picky gamer earnest. I will try to leave that in the description box below. Try to leave that. Remember to leave that in the description box below. I think my link tree should be left anywhere, wherever you're viewing this podcast. Hopefully, uh, you'll be able to see it. Um, I mentioned the link tree because the link tree is where you can find all of what I do. My Twitch, my YouTube, 
my other podcasts, even though these are things you can also find in the description box below. Um, I like to keep things in the link tree. So I'll try to leave that in the description box below to let y'all know. Y'all can go over there, subscribe, follow. Um, hit me up if you ever want to play games, if you ever want to talk, you know, on there as well. That's an avenue where we could speak lively about these situations instead of having you having to, you know, get on a Zoom call or call into the podcast and whatever. Um, and it's a live stream, so it's like you don't have to wait to see it. Those things are up as soon as they're posted. But I say all that just to say, if you want me to talk about Trump and the coronavirus, I will do so on the live stream, not now. I want to talk about the taxes because earlier on, before the coronavirus news, this has just been a terrible week for Trump. But earlier on, his taxes were released. Um, whether they were released legally or illegally, Julian Assange is being, you know, prosecuted right now for illegally leaking shit. But the New York Times claiming they had, uh, they have uh, reputable sources, but don't want to name their sources, of course, to protect the sources. Um, but they're claiming they got the, the, the taxes legally. Whether they got it legally or not, I don't really care. Um, as long as they don't get my taxes and shit. <laughs> uh, but um, it was revealed that Trump in 2017 only paid, had to pay $750 um, in taxes. Um and you heard that right, $750. Now, to y'all, that's steep. To me, it's definitely steep of a payment. Two, that's exactly how much I have to pay to even get my taxes done. And that's taken out of the tax returns I'm supposed to get. Let me do some quick math right now. All right, not in my head, on a calculator, on my phone. So, <laughs> what is 750? Let me find the calculator first. Alright. What is 750 times 2? Now, I know a lot of y'all, y'all could do that. That's $1,500. That's half of that is what I have to pay in order to even get my taxes. The other half is what I get in return. Trump gets more than that. A lot of y'all probably get more than that. I don't have kids. I don't... Well, I don't own a business now, I guess. Um, I'm in the midst of, you know, like I said at the beginning of this episode, all working out all this other stuff. So who knows? Maybe I'll get bigger tax breaks the bigger I get in my uh, career. But $1,500 is all I ever get back. And half of that goes to even paying the fucking tax agent in the first place. So I only get back $750. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm, I'm not going to excuse what Trump is doing. But why are we acting surprised? Why are we, we meaning you, not me, but why are we acting surprised this is the case for Donald Trump? In all the other years, he didn't have to pay anything and all this other stuff. He didn't pay taxes, basically. Um, 
we pay more taxes than that. Um, and all I get back is seven fifty. Um, you know, undocumented citizens get get uh, they pay more taxes than that. Your your teenage son or daughter may have started a summer job and still paid more taxes than that during the summertime and still make and pay more taxes than that. Everybody who starts working everyone, especially summer job, like if that's your first time working, when your introduction to taxes is when you look at that first check and you're like, man, it's gonna be a fat one. And that shit ain't even as fat as you want it to be because taxes. Meanwhile, this fat junk food eating bozo gets to get away with this because he and his tax agents can find loopholes to get him out of pain taxes pretty much and I get it that stuff is wrong it's messed up but you know who wrote the tax code for that to be possible and I know y'all heard that during the debate also if you want to know my thoughts about the debate I wrote a blog about my reaction to all of that um and when I say all of that I'm primarily mean how y'all reacted uh I will try to leave that in the description box below as well. You know what I'm saying? Remember to leave that in the description box below. I'm either a link to that or a link to my Medium blog. Check that out. I got to remember to leave this stuff because this is how I make my money. You know? Um, so I can't be playing around with this shit. You know what I'm saying? I got to remember to take it seriously because it's how I make the little money that I make. Um, it is upsetting. I'm not going to act like it. I'm not. It's upsetting, but it's not a surprise. And that's why you're not going to see me have any some uh, any emotion other than I'm not surprised. You know what I'm saying? But Amazon, everybody's favorite e- e-commerce store, or just everyone's favorite store. Let me put it that way. Um, they don't pay taxes either. All these other billionaires, millionaires who should be paying taxes don't pay their taxes either. And when I say all, I don't literally mean all, but there are a lot of them who actually don't. So when you hear Donald Trump is one of those millionaires who's not paying taxes, none of this comes a surprise to you. You know what I'm saying? Um when you find out billionaires and billion uh, billion dollar businesses like Amazon don't pay taxes and then you find out other businesses like that don't do it it's 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 disheartening in a way because it's like again you know America it's just proof once again that America is only surviving because of what the poor is doing. The weight that we are pulling is what's keeping America afloat as afloat as it's been. And that's not even just the case with poor people's taxes. 
That's with poor people working. You saw what the hell happened when everybody stopped working. When you, yourself, may have stopped working because of the lockdowns and the shutdowns. The economy and people was, business owners were stressing out because of the little bit of money they were losing. Poor people make this shit go around. And I think that's the biggest message I want us to 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 uh, take away from all this, not just from the shutdowns, but from people like Trump not paying taxes is now that you are privy to this information, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to just sit around and say, get him out the White House because he doesn't pay taxes when your boy Biden also wants tax cuts for the rich as well? Or a certain tax premium or whatever. He doesn't necessarily want to hold them fully accountable. For their part. Because he is indeed. Part of that demographic. And he's not going to. He's not willing to give up something that he benefits from. In order to appease us poor folks. And definitely not his poor supporter Supporters. So that's the one thing I want y'all to take away. I don't. I could give a damn about, you know, it, it was already known. Rachel Maddow didn't have to show us, even though she didn't. New York Times didn't have to show us. It. What you could have guessed, I bet you uh, Trump is as rich as he is because he don't pay taxes. And you'd be right. You, you, you didn't have to, you didn't need any evidence to prove that you just needed to know that how is it that this man loses so much money per year and is still as rich as he is it's because he doesn't pay taxes we'd all be rich or better off if we didn't have to pay taxes if we weren't taxed on what the money that we made look at your checks people you don't got to tell me exactly uh, 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 um, how much you make. But think about it. Truly think about it. Look at the checks you make. Uh, look at the m- amount of money you make every week, every two weeks, every month. However often you get paid. Add the Don't uh, subtract the amount of money they take away from tax. Look at the amounts that you make if taxes weren't taken out. Add that all up. Give me a summation of how much money per year would you be making per month, per week, and per year would you be making if those taxes weren't subtracted out? I am 100% going to say that no matter how much you're making, 15 an hour or more or less, you will still be way better off financially if you got away with not paying taxes. Just like how Trump, just like how Amazon, Bezos, and and all these other millionaires and billionaires are doing. And numerous of other ones. Because, you know, when I say all others or this, that, and the third, people take this shit literally and they act like I really mean it with their dumb asses. If you can't read between the lines, this ain't the podcast for you. Papa! Anyways, like I said, I don't have much else to say. I don't. I... So the fuck what? 
We knew this was the case. I knew this was the case. People constantly looking for reasons to be mad at Trump. Granted, he gives you reasons to be mad at him, no doubt. But what is this going to change for us in the grand scheme of things? Is the IRS going to look at that and be like, oh shit, we were exposed. Um, Everybody else who isn't Trump, you're tax-free for the remainder of 2020. And Trump, you have to pay. Or come 2021, no taxes for everybody except for Trump. He's going to make up for all of for all the years he hasn't paid taxes, which is, what was it, like 10 out of the 15 years? So that's not going to change anything, people. The IRS is still going to want the money from us and say, okay, we can take a Trump loss because we're getting all these millions of other tax dollars. So they can take a Trump loss. They can take a Jeff Bezos loss. They can take a, Je- uh, uh, a Mark Zuckerberg loss. They can take a loss from all these other billionaires and millionaires who don't pay taxes. Because they're getting all of our other money. They're getting the 99% money, basically. So if they take a hit from 40% of the 1%, maybe, who don't pay taxes, so be it. Or I think it was like, don't quote me on it, but 40% of the 1% actually does pay taxes or whatever. Either or, they're willing to take said loss if it means they can charge 100% of the 99% and get our taxes. Because when we don't pay taxes, you know what happens. They don't pay taxes. The only reason why Wesley got caught up is... I'm, I'm saying because he's black. And they thought, and they were saying, who, who, how dare this black man think he could get away with cheating the system? Even though he offered to pay what he owed, they still threw him in, in prison. Just to set an example to other black people, don't try to cheat the system. That's already cheating you in the first place. Yep, that's that, and that's it. Let's focus on things that's actually going to affect us in our daily lives. And um, hopefully y'all wake up to to things that are actually affecting you in your daily lives. Because whether Trump paid them taxes or not, the situations are still going to there's other situations that's going to affect you more than how much he pays and how little he pays or if he even pays at all. And if I were you, I'd focus on those other issues and not Trump's pockets. But that's just me. This is the Earnest Thoughts podcast once again. The name change. Same old podcast, but a different name. And um, I appreciate you for listening either way. If you're still subscribed, if you just subscribe for the name, that's weird, but okay. Hopefully you stay subscribed for this name. Hopefully you stay subscribed because you like what I have to say or you just 
want to support a brother. I appreciate that. You know? If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe. If you're not following, hit the follow and all that other stuff so you never miss an episode of the Earnest Thoughts Podcast. You want to support this podcast? That's cool. Share this podcast out. Share this episode out. And um, you can also support monetarily by hitting that support tab where you ever listen to this podcast or hit up the PayPal, Cash App, or the Patreon in the description box below. The Patreon will grant you access to extra content of the Earnest Thoughts podcast and the My Two Cents podcast. Yes, just because the name changed doesn't mean the Patreon perks are going to change. The Patreon perks are still the same. You're still going to get the extra content. You're still going to get uh, extra content on like movies and shows and show reviews that I'm doing. So uh, yeah, if, if you like that stuff, consider becoming a patron. $10 a month. All right? $10 a month I will be taxed on anyway. So yeah, <laughs> there's that. Anyways, until then, until next episode, stay black. If you are black, stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter. LGBTQIA Lives Matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. And you matter. And I'm out. Peace.